0: Welcome to the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast, where we invite you to pursue God, engage in community, and make a difference. Good morning. Um, Wow, what a blessing to be here today to fellowship with all of you. Uh, We have had a partnership with your church uh, since 2008. And we are very grateful to all of you for your generosity, for your love for our people in Kenya. Uh, of course, through the partnership, we have seen many lives being transformed in the slums of Nairobi, specifically Madare Valley. Uh, a lot of churches have been planted and so many lives and families are being transformed. And uh, obviously, as we were doing this ministry in the slums of Nairobi uh, uh, some years ago, about uh, 2013, we started going outside the city and we went to northwestern Kenya in a place called Trukani. Uh This is uh, Trukana County. Uh, we have uh, the Trukana people living there and these are pa- a pastoralist community and uh, most of the times this community and others are so marginalized and they live in a lot of poverty Uh, most of the times there is a lot of drought and the places dry like in uh, in deserts and uh, so when God spoke to us to go to this area we went out there by faith and we started the school and uh, this school uh, over the years now has grown to more than 1,400 students. And so in 2019, uh, because what happens in this community, among the Turkana, just to give you a little bit of uh, background, is that uh, it is a pastoralist community. They value animals more than anything else, you know, goats and camels. And so their culture uh, emphasizes a lot on how many animals, how many goats, how many camels can somebody get? And so you find that children, and especially girls, even for um, when they are as as young as nine years, ten years, 11, 12, twelve, they're given out for animalities. And then the boys are recruited to go and raid for animals, uh, you know, in their neighboring communities. And so. Being able to start this school for this community was a big thing, it was like a big challenge, but a very good thing because it meant that then the boys and girls in this community can be given an opportunity to be children and and not be involved in all those kinds of things. And so in 2019, we had, we organized a girls conference for the girls in our school. And so we were able to get this uh, building in the neighborhood, and we set up you know round tables just like the way girls, you know, or women conferences happen, and, and we had these round tables. And then as we were in there going on ministering to these girls, one day I looked out of the window and I saw this girl looking inside, and her eyes were so it's like she was looking at the girls that were inside, enjoying the conference and enjoying the crafts, enjoying the lemonade and the snacks that we had given them. And she had this sadness. And when I saw her and our eyes met, it's like my heart just felt so broken. And it's like I saw in her eyes that look, like, can you rescue me? You know. It's, it's like that. Is the message I got from her eyes, and so I called her in and I invited her to sit next to me, and I tried to talk to her, but she did not understand English, of course. She did not understand Kiswahili. The only language she knew was Turkana, and so I had to call someone to help translate for me. And I asked her, you know, what she was doing and why she wasn't in school. And she pointed outside and pointed at this old man that was sitting somewhere with his thread, and she said that was her husband. That broke me. And I told the translator, Rhonda, our social worker, that can you please ask her whether she would want to come to school and be part of these girls that are seated here? And the girl nodded her head. Her name is Joyce, very beautiful. And when she nodded her head, she had this smile that just captured my heart. And so I invited her and told her to join one of the tables. Meanwhile, me and brother walked out and went and started talking to this old man. And I told him that I wanted him to release this girl that he was calling his wife to come a school. And he was like, how? How would that happen? I gave dowry to her family. I paid five camels and 30 goats for her. And I still need to get more animals to her family. And I, God gave me some wisdom and some courage, which is rare, <laughs> you know, in that kind of a community. And I negotiated with him and told him that I would give him a job to be a watchman, you know, like a guard on one of our properties, and he needed to release Joyce to come to our school. Of course, Joyce wasn't his first wife. I think she was like the third wife. And so after my was with him, he agreed, and I jumped at that opportunity and got Joyce to our school. Meanwhile, he called Joyce's father. And Joyce's father, you know, came and listened to the story. And he was like, well, it's okay if the husband has agreed to release her. However, because I already received the dowry, as a matter of fact, some of the gods even died already, so I can't pay back. And that wouldn't be right in our culture. So are you willing? You know, so Joyce's dad was asking me, are you willing to take Joyce to be like your own daughter? Because during Yes, she can be in the boarding school, but Judith school breaks. She needs a place to take. Can you take her to your home? And I, of course, you can be sure I said yes. Then, of course, I later remember, I need to call my husband. <laughs> and let him know what's going on here. And my husband, you know, knowing you know who I am, and the calling God has put on our minds. He agreed. And that's how Joyce joined our school. Today, Joyce is in seventh grade. I mean, I'm talking of she had never been in school until June 28, 2019. Mm-hmm. And within that short time, in the midst of COVID and everything, she is in seventh grade. Very child. And she's on top of her class. Mm-hmm. What would that, it would have been such a waste. However, the good story, stories and that collection is that we later went and visited her home because we wanted to know where she came from, the village she came yeah. from, and it is this remote village. In that village, people have to walk miles and miles to get water for cooking and for drinking, and most of the time they dig holes in, along the beds to get even just a little bit of water. No school for those children. They have to walk like for 15 kilometers if they needed to go to school. And so the only thing these people knew was raise kids, raise girls, raise boys a little bit, then send them out to raid or give them out for other marriages. But when we went to this village with Joyce, the people saw what had happened in the life of Joyce. And a number of women came and talked to me and requested whether their daughters could come to our school. Before we left the village, that they had a list of 12 girls whose mothers wanted to send them to our school. And of course it was during school break, and so I, taught, uh, I talked to our social worker and our driver, and I told them to go back to the village when the school was going to be reopening and pick the 12 girls when they went they found it wasn't 12 girls waiting for them but it was 25 girls so they called me and they were like oh we came to pick the 12 girls but they are not 25 they are they are not 12 they are 25 and i told them just make two treats and so we ended up having an addition of 25 girls in our school the beauty continues the beauty of the story continues last year in July, we went to visit this community and we brought, uh, I brought my friends who had come to visit from the US. And uh, as we were there, of course, these people welcomed us with song and dance. But again, they just started talking and they were like, Can you start a school for our children right here in the community? I mean, this doesn't usually happen. And I was like, wow, they're the ones asking for a school. And then they were asking, can you start a church? Can you plant a church here for us? And I mean, how many places do you go and people are asking for a school and they are asking for a church? That doesn't happen all the time. And so I grabbed at that opportunity. I looked around and I saw some old buildings that people had gone and started to build and had left them. And finish. and I told these community members in two weeks we will start a school here, and so we later went were able to renovate the buildings, and the women got together and built huts for our staff members to be able to live in them while they teach their children, while they work as social workers, and a school was opened July of 2021. Mm-hmm. It's called Los Don't worry about the name. I have a simple, simpler way of identifying it. Just call it LD. LD. LD now has a school, a mission of school, and we have two hundred and sixty-two children. A hundred and thirty-six of them are girls. That means those girls cannot be given for early marriages. They have an opportunity to be children. But this would not happen without partners like you, without individuals who can take these children and sponsor them so that we can be able to get resources, to be able to educate them, to be able to provide Christian teachers to work with them, to provide social workers to work with them and their families, but also to provide two meals a day so that they are not staying hungry, but also to teach them the word of God and provide their uniform for them and to give them an opportunity to feel loved and to be hopeful and to have their future shaped and also uh, having them getting to know Jesus. This happens through child sponsorship, and so I'm inviting all of you to sponsor our children. Of course, some of them are in the slums of Nairobi, Madaravadi, but others are in this LD community. And hopefully, some of you someday can come, and we can go to this community, and they'll feel loved and they'll feel uh, hopeful because God has answered their prayers, and so. Uh, We are doing a great work there. Transformation is happening in this community. Now children are going to school. Everyone is excited about what God is doing. And this is not possible without your generosity and by you having an opportunity to show the love. And I'm inviting Rainierville Christian Church to partner with us, sponsor the children, but also in the future help us to build conducive classrooms for these children so that they can have a good school, they can have a good
1: kitchen to make their meals and our
0: staff can have better housing and God will continue to be glorified in this community as transformation happens. So may God bless you so much and we are honored that you are part of our ministry. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified for all future episodes. Be sure to connect with us on socials at Rainier View CC, and find out more about us at RainierView.org.